We were having a conversation about affordable housing, or I guess you would say a lack thereof. Mayor Tim Kelly has a plan to address that problem here in the city of Chattanooga. He's proposing a $100 million five-year investment in affordable housing. Apartments, single-family homes, duplexes, but affordable. He notes that the average rent in Chattanooga has risen from 700 bucks a month to $1,200 a month over the previous five years. He says housing affordability is intolerable and helps drive homelessness. Getting a lot of text messages to this story. Text are here from 503. Where's that? I don't know where 503 is. Texter says, Brian, you know, if Tennessee would simply legalize marijuana, the <laughs> revenue alone would help build this new affordable housing development and more. Happy Friday to all the radio people. He is correct, but he instead is correct. We'll, buy, we'll pay for a new Titan Stadium. <laughs> yeah. You are correct, sir. That's well, what they should do with, you know, the old Nissan Stadium. Turn it into affordable housing? Absolutely. Yeah, all the luxury boxes. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, actually. Um, The texter is correct. Look, I mean, we don't have to go off on the weed tangent on a Friday morning edition of the show. But, uh, yes, you are correct, sir. Legalizing marijuana would pay for not only this, but everything else. Police, firefighters, infrastructure, roads, bridges, schools, teachers, yada, yada, yada. It is just so much revenue that is left on the table. But, uh, hey, again, that's a conversation for a whole other topic, I suppose you would say. Texter here says, 30% of homeless income. Who verifies a homeless person's income to determine what amount represents 30% of their income? Well, (laughs) no, 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 no. I think you're a little bit confused here. Affordable housing is generally defined as 30% of one's income. If you're homeless, you make no income. So we're not So it's factoring. more than that. We're not <laughs> No, no, no. So I'm saying so your housing, your cost of housing would be more than 30%, i.e. unaffordable for most for for the homeless, right? Yeah, I mean, that's Am I right? Ge- well, generally speaking, how they determine affordability when it comes to housing is, you know, is your rent or your mortgage payment 30% or less than your income. Mhm. And, of course, if you really check, you know, the, the, the bean counters and the number crunchers and the city data office and everything else, uh, they can get a lot more specific about this, you know, what exactly median income is in this section of the city versus that section of mm-hmm. the city, this part of the county versus that part of the county. I mean, they have numbers down to the penny uh, on all of these things. But generally speaking, yes, that's what it's defined as, 30%. Um, you know, I... I, I admire what the mayor is trying to do here. It's it's a problem in every city across the United States. In particular, it's a problem here in Chattanooga because Chattanooga is a quickly gentrifying city. You know, as we know, it's only 10, 15 years ago that Chattanooga was still kind of considered this, uh, you know, uh, throwaway industrial city from the 70s and 80s. And, uh, you know, and it's the last 10, 15 years where, hey, no, now it's the boom time. Baby, we were trying to be the uh, the boulder of of the south right. at one point, but you've been this, all the cool cats and the hipsters. They want to be in Chattanooga now. Yeah, you're you're coming up on your eighth uh, year. Tenth? No. Yeah. Tenth. Get out of here. Yeah. Tenth this coming week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh, you obviously were Seen getting a lot we, of change. Well, we we've talked <laughs> about this. Yeah. How you got here. Right as there were all kinds of uh, bubble-up changes. I will never forget, uh, Bill. You know, that first house I live on, 
in uh, for for the first five years I lived here, I lived in a little bungalow on Bell Avenue know, over yes, North absolutely. Chattanooga. And when I went to look at that house, I remember I only knew is it for sale? I, uh, it was for rent. Okay, I only knew two people in Chattanooga at the time, and oh. both of them told me, "Oh God, you don't want to live over there. It's the ghetto over there. A lot of crime over there, North Chattanooga." Now, of course, I. I kind of had a different approach to this because I've, I've, I've seen gentrification happen my entire life. I, I grew up in a city much like that, that was a blue-collar, working-class city where a lot of people by the mid-90s just got priced completely out. And so, you know, I went over to Bell Avenue, and I'm looking around, and I'm saying, this, 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 don't look like, this don't look like ghetto to me. This looks like a burgeoning, blossoming uh, gentrifying neighborhood. So why don't I get a piece of this action right now? And so I lived there for five years, but that was that that was still the reputation that that area had even just ten years ago. Well, Bell still has, I guess, pockets not of sketch, but uh, of uh, different uh, housing. Sure, different. Uh, yeah, you got income. a mix of the uh, you got a mix of the lifers, the uh, the old folks who've been there for generations, and then aside from that, it's mostly you know young white hipsters. Yeah. Hundred percent, you know. But I mean, again, we talked about this yesterday. That that toothpaste is never going back into the tube. This is true, you know. This is true. Uh, we want to be hip, and 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 some edges we, we we have been, but yeah, that genie's out of the bottle, horse out of the barn. Yeah. What have you? Uh, if you don't like the development in the the way, I don't know what we do about yeah. it. I, I'm, you know, I'll we'll go all the way back to the Kinsey administration when they put schools downtown. I sat there thinking, that's the craziest thing. I, well, we perceive that people will be moving back downtown. I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Those schools are going to be ghost town, Battle Academy. No one's going to go to that school. Okay, I was a little bit wrong on that one. I was a little bit off on that one. Yeah, that uh, now but- you know. Now you can't afford. I can't afford it. Well, remember, Jim, Maine and Market. Oh my um, God! That you talk about That's Hookerland. Oh, really? It was it was Sketch City, and there was a um, was a Conoco, I think, and it was a kind of the choo choo yeah, the, the yeah, hot yeah, fish yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Conoco, and right across from where Battle Academy mm-hmm. is now, and whoa, mm-hmm. it's uh, it was hopping not in a good way. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. And so that think, was your one stop shop. Absolutely, crack hookers, you know, dope, whatever you wanted. Yeah, and but 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 you know, as as you mentioned, things things have changed in Slightly. that, like, like now you can't afford to, to you know to rent an apartment there. I well, always thought it was interesting. You know, our generation is the first generation that can complain about previous generations, like in the opposite way. You know, when you were growing up, your grandfather would look at all the urban blight. And say, hey, you know, when I was a kid, this was all farmland as far as the eye can see, and it was beautiful. And old man Clemens had a little river down there, and it was all very quaint and bucolic. Now today's generation looks at all the urban development and goes, you know, this used to be crack pipes and hookers. <laughs> and, it, you know, we had a lot of character here. And then all you whiteies moved in and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> well, got the taxes high, property tax got too high, and we couldn't afford it. Well, you know, the, there is has been an influx, and a migration uh, into Chattanooga over the last 10 years. Even the, the during the pandemic, folks were relocating here to work remotely. As yeah. you know, that did become a, a thing. And I, I, it's still going to grow like that. Was it Bluebird uh, Row? There's something yeah. like 
400 apartments in, uh, in back of the Choo Choo where mm-hmm. Track 29 used to be. Mm-hmm. Those are, I think they started like mm-hmm. 17, 18 for a one bedroom and, you know, 24 or so for a two or three bedroom. That's a lot of people in those apartments that can afford those apartments. And they've, they've moved, moved here for a reason. I also find this to be, in a lot of ways, the trap. It's it's the it's the free market capitalism, uh, get rich or die trying trap, right? Because on the one hand, here here's the deal. It's the American dream to want to be richer and have nicer things. I want to have a nicer apartment. I want to have a nicer house. I want to drive a BMW instead of a Honda. All right, this is this well, is what I want. That's the dream of mankind. Yes. This is, this is the dream. It's the American dream. I want to improve. The developers know this. Sure. Uh, you know, to your point, Jim, why would I build $700 a month affordable units when I know what people are striving for <laughs> is the $1,500 a month gleaming thing with the, you know, with the gleaming glass and stainless steel kitchens and everything else. So, you know, that's what they're building for us because that's what we want. Uh, as we all know, there's not a time in recent american history where wages have kept up with that desire now wages over the past couple of years are way up from where they were uh before but really to find a time in american history where the milkman or the maytag guy could you know make a good go of it for himself buy a house raise a family wife stays at home and raises the kids you'd have to go back to the 1940s and 50s yeah it has not yeah. been that way in over a half a century. Yeah, I agree. And even the boom times. I mean, you know, when the economy was killing it in the 80s and the 90s and the mid-2000s, when the economy was crushing it, still, still the complaint was, yeah, but they're raising my prices even more. You know? Yeah, the job I'm making today pays 75 grand. It used to pay 45 grand, but like everything else has skyrocketed yeah. so much. It, sure. Wages have never kept up with inflation. And again, one of my buddies growing up, his his dad worked at the tool and die factory, had a high school education. Heck yeah. Mom didn't work, good Catholic. I think they had eight kids, whatever it was, you know. <laughs> you know what? They, they 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 never skipped a meal. Never and I'm not sure that I'm not sure that factory worker exists anymore. That guy no. that literally did the twenty five years, got the gold watch. He was Archie Bunker in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and, and so that's what I mean. Uh, you know, again, I commend Mayor Kelly for putting a focus on this because he has to. You have to. You have to have some affordable housing. I get that. But, you know, back to the point, I, to, to some degree, I don't think there's any putting this toothpaste back in the tube. You, you know, the, 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 the floodgates have been released. Yeah, the dynamics have changed. The dynamics have changed. Americans know what they want. They want more. They want nicer. They want luxury, right? Developers want to give it to them, whether it be cars, apartments, housing, whatever it is. We all want fancy things. We all know deep down that our wages aren't enough to pay for it. But, hey, that's what credit cards are for. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it's, you see what I'm saying? It's the trap. It's the trap. We all want nicer, more expensive things. Until we realize, oh, crap, things are getting so expensive, I can't even afford to live anymore. Save your, save your nickels. Mm. <laughs> save, save, save. 267-1023. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texter here says the reason there are so many homeless people on the streets is there are so many homeless people who have an extreme mental illness. Yes, true. 
They were unable to function. Society would require someone to check on them at least three or four times a week to be able to maintain housing. Otherwise, we put them in housing, and then in two months, they're back on the streets because they can't maintain a house or an apartment by themselves. Well, bear in mind, too, Bill, I, I think we should clarify this. When the mayor talks about affordable housing, he's not just talking about housing for homeless people. Correct. Correct. Well, yeah. When he's talking about affordable housing, no, he means people who have always had a job. That are on the edge. Yeah. Yes. They've always earned a paycheck. It's just, you know, the paycheck ain't enough. Uh, yeah, we're working uh, uh, folks, uh, working class, if you will, and as Mayor Carley mentioned, uh, much-needed middle-class housing. And uh, right. that, that has been uh, neglected, and we need more of that. That's a huge trap. I mean, forget about... Uh, putting aside the issue of homelessness for a second here, when's the last time? Yeah, when's the last time you saw, uh, you know, Joe Lunchpail and his wife buying a house on the South Side? No, 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 no. I mean, if they want to find anything even reasonably affordable, they got to go out to Sunny Daisy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what the mayor's talking about here. It's not, it's not Section Eight housing. It's not homeless housing. It's affordable housing for working class people.